Hey there! Welcome to episode 84 of the Authors Read Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Ryan. Today's guest is David Smedley, and he'll read from Peggy Smedley's book, Sustainable in a Circular World, Design and Restore Natural Ecosystem Through Innovation. Sustainable in a Circular World, Circularity, Chapter 3. For decades, we have heard environmentalists preach that as a society, we need to repurpose, reuse, or upcycle as a means to stop destroying the environment. They insisted almost religiously that humankind was destroying the environment, taking all of its natural resources and not giving anything back. They have been stressing unless we alter our ways that we will deplete our most precious resources. This cry for Mother Nature has been going on for decades. So what makes this declaration today any different than previous ones? Why should you be paying attention now? Some believe the circular economy movement is different from its predecessor for many reasons. Perhaps, as the saying goes, with age comes experience. And unlike this preaching approach, this movement has taken a few cues and learned from the past, creating strategies that bridge previous views with the new vision of reduce, reuse, and recycle. In addition, this new concept helps people recognize you don't have to own everything and that goods and services can be reused for better purposes. Pretty impressive. That's why authors William McDonough, visionary architect by trade, and Michael Baumgart, a chemist, collaborated as experts in their fields to develop cradle-to-cradle concepts and put them into practice. It's really a pretty simple approach once you get the hang of the four R's, reduce, reuse, recycle, and regulate. Some even refer to it as cutting back and simplifying. McDonough and Baumgart authored Cradle to Cradle in 2002, noting in their book, waste can be recreated to produce something even better and less expensive than buying new material. We are seeing many industries being formed using food waste, metals, and even coffee beans. Anything can be reimagined and reused even if only part of the way, if you can imagine it. Taking these ideas a step further, now we are not just renting or owning all the products and things, but we are sharing them over and over again. Can you say Airbnb, Uber, or Bosch? We've pondered this age-old question, should we rent or buy? The rent versus borrow question has provided greater value for different reasons. For many decades, we debated this question about our homes and even more recently, even our cars. And today, this option extends to every device, tool, and piece of equipment that comes to mind. Thus, today's ride-sharing and home rentals have become big business and people are doing it more and more for ecological reasons. 
These companies have successfully transformed a product-oriented approach into a service platform. How about ride-sharing and car-sharing platforms that have opened up their services to not only taking people place to place, but they also offer services to instantly deliver food, electronics, cosmetics, and just about anything else you need. This is even happening in urban areas. Cities can offer bike sharing and electric scooter services as a low-carbon alternative rather than ownership and integrate this into public transportation. This means consumers no longer need to own everything and they can share more goods and services. Innovators, basically, if you've got an idea or product, consumers will consume it in one form or another. Now seems the perfect time to embrace the circular journey to recycle bottles, cans, paper, and plastics in many communities. It might have taken many years, but many cities, towns, communities, states, and countries have finally gotten on board with the concept of repurposing, recycling, and finally reusing products for the good of the planet. Yale University, for instance, has a circularity goal to improve and advance its purchasing standards that promote sustainability and resilience. As part of that initiative, the university is working toward creating, piloting, and assessing a pay-as-you-throw system to be implemented by January 2022. It is also working on implementing a waste reduction goal to identify the most impactful commodity groups that contribute to Yale's waste stream through a material flow analysis. Making a pledge to go circular is a start. Going circular is more than just saying the words. It takes a lot more. Countries need to have a roadmap. Countries need to have a clear strategy established for achieving goals by a set date. It's the who, what, how, when, where, and why of going circular that needs to be addressed. To date, we have seen countries like Finland and France make a strong commitment to a circular effort. The European community supports the value of a circular economy. In fact, it adopted the principles of the package in 2014 in an effort to encourage member states to establish a clear roadmap for success. Since that time, only a few states have been able to move forward. Many have talked about wanting to go circular, but each are at different stages of the process. The Netherlands has pledged to go fully circular by 2050 and still have much work to reach its goals. It started the journey even before the EU showed support for any kind of resource management programs. London has a circular plan, which originally had a route map ending in 2036. It has since been adjusted with the endpoint for the London plan now slated for 2041. Finland jumped on board in 2016 and has a roadmap for 2026 that has been updated to 2030 to include striving to cut its carbon footprint in half from the level of 2010. France and Slovenia have also published strategies, and Italy is working on one as well. 
Germany has indicated it is engaged in the circularity process. Whatever each country does most likely will not be consistent in the United States. Each country follows their own public procurement rules about what is considered a circular product and services. Coordination by countries will create greater opportunities, of course, but as we can all agree, there will also be many missed opportunities. I'd like to thank David for sharing Peggy's book with us today. And thank you for listening to the Authors Read podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Authors Read podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time.